This is CliffCentral.com. Happy Public Holiday. Welcome to a special edition of The Bounce Show. Uh, I thought I'd do something a little bit different today, mostly because I'm not actually in the Joburg Studios. This is me talking from the past. Today is essentially the future. <laughs> wow, that's like Inception. So transformation is a big deal right now, and I'm not just saying that because it's taking all the headlines. It's just because it's a big deal and that it should be discussed by people who actually care and not just people looking to either get retweets, political favor, mm-hmm. or some sort of sympathy for being a liberal. Now, my big intention was to have three guests today. Unfortunately, um, one of the guests doesn't want to maybe run into hardship difficulties with his current employer, so he unfortunately couldn't make it, uh, which is a real shame. Uh, we'll leave it at that. Uh, but I've got Simi Arif with me. Yes. So, so you've called the comedian Ben. Well, you're so much more than a comedian to me, Simi. Oh, thank you, I mean, Ben. Firstly, thank you're you. a passionate sports fanatic. I am. You're very knowledgeable. <laughs> thank you. And uh, hugely available and reliable. <laughs> <laughs> These are all the right adjectives, I think, to get yes. you here. Yes. <laughs> so I want to talk transformation, and this isn't just going to be a one-of-one show. I think this mm. is going to be a series of things where we should engage with various people because a lot of the time in this country, you have an opinion, someone will shout you down and insult your mother, and that's yes. end of end of. Yes. We need to engage these things. We need to get the best ideas right. Like since this um, Fakir and Baluda speech last week about mm. banning the federations, right? I've been doing yeah. quite a lot of reading. I've been doing quite a lot of tweeting as well and yeah. ranting. Hey, look, I'm I'm a normal guy. Yes, I'm going to say a normal s- guy with a Twitter account that has followers. <laughs> you want people to see your things. I'm going to say some things that maybe aren't the most measured, but I think my heart's in the right place. And by doing this podcast today, I think it proves my heart's in the right case. But where we start is where this whole matter is. Now, people saw what Fikile Baluda said, and they reacted on that. Yeah. I don't think everyone actually really had a good go at what he was saying and how he said it. So, please bear with us in the beginning. We need to play the entire clip of his speech. Mm-hmm. Uh, I say the entire thing. It'll be around eight, nine minutes, but please bear with me. Because you need to understand where this all stems from. Okay, So, when people start saying, oh, the country's gone to crap... Uh, political meddling, blah, blah, blah. Just hear Fakila out because what he's saying is that this didn't just happen overnight. He didn't just yeah. wake up one morning and, and say, decide, hey, guys. I haven't trended in a while. Yes. <laughs> there's, there's been a report in place, right? Uh, yeah. All these federations, th- th- this is no surprise to them. Ali mm. Baka had an article recently where he said, I'm totally behind Fakila in this because mm. I myself warned Saru things yeah. need to change. The government's not happy. We need to turn these things around. Mm. And sorry being sorry, they were too busy with Yuri Roo's money or yes. whatever else <laughs> yeah. they were doing. Yeah. Who or, knows? yeah, just trying to extend Honey Kumeo's contract. Yeah. So we need to listen to the speech, okay? So I'm going to play this to you now, and then Simi and I are going to discuss a whole hotbed of topics, and I've written so much down There's here. so many things. I can tell you there are two pages worth of thoughts and ideas, and maybe one of them will be good enough for this Jeez, podcast. I've even, I've even written capital letters in certain places. Bro, you've eh? underlined things. You've taken your life seriously. <laughs> okay, cool. Let's get into Fakila's speech, and we're Right back, and we're going to discuss all these things. So bear with us. These federations and sports bodies are basketball, chess, table tennis, softball, volleyball, boxing, hockey, gymnastics, swimming, baseball, rowing, bowls, jackskay, and tennis. You will recall, ladies and gentlemen, that the transformation status report referred to above covered athletics South Africa, Cricket South Africa, South African Football Association, Netball South Africa, and the South African Rugby Union. These big five federations provided the EPG Secretariat with information and data that was analyzed and thus enabling the EPG to interpret the data 
in line with our multidimensional scorecard embedded in our transformation charter. It is on this basis that the EPG made its findings and recommendations to the Minister of Sport and Recreation, South Africa. The findings and recommendations were announced at a public event in May 2015. Thereafter, the five federations had out of their own volition signed a memorandum of agreement with the Department of Sports and Recreation, South Africa, in 2015. The memorandum of understanding is premised on the transformation parameter with clear and concrete transformation targets and goals over the next five years. The memorandum of understanding further delineates roles and responsibilities of each party to the agreement and stipulates punitive measures to be taken in the event of non-compliance. I take this opportunity to remind you what these punitive measures entail in the event of Federation failing to meet its own set transformation targets. It is within my right and prerogative to consider applying any of the following penalties. One, I may suspend or withdraw government funding to the said Federation due to non-compliance. I may withdraw government recognition of the particular Federation as a national Federation, whereafter I will publish such a decision in the Government Gazette. Thirdly, in essence, I may revoke the privilege of a federation to host and bid for major and mega event, international tournaments in the Republic, and withdraw recognition of the said federation. I may withdraw the federation's opportunity to be awarded national Kailas via SASCOG to players who participate under the auspices of the particular federation in order to represent the Republic internationally and nationally. I may terminate the relationship and any cooperation between SRSA and the said federation due to non-compliance. Finally, I may withdraw political support and endorsements for sponsorships. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm applying these measures informed by the urgent task for the sports sector to reconstruct the fragmented and deeply discriminatory sport and recreation landscape by establishing a unified sports system that is underpinned by the principles of democracy, equity, transparency, demographic representation, access, and increased participation. The third EPG report reminds us and confirms that social reconstruction of our sport and recreation system as linkages, as linkages to economic development in the context of global economies and competitiveness. This report offers respite from the suffocating prism through which we as South Africans view our past and present. At this hour of destiny, South Africa needs more than ever before sport for development and peace. This report is about the future of South African sport, provisioning and quality of opportunities to all sport-loving people of our beloved country. The Transformation Charter is the lodestar of the sport movement that draws our attention to the immediate and inevitable necessity for the sports system to transform both moral and strategic imperatives. 
morally because it is the right thing to do considering the grave injustices of the past and strategically because of the reality that 84% of the country's under 18 old population grouping is black African and only 16% is white, colored and Indian. To ignore this strategic reality from sustainability perspective alone will be suicidal. Thus, the reasons for sport organization to transform rapidly have not only become compelling, it has become fundamental. I, have I think we, my we can kind of leave it there on the word fundamental mm. because he also then talks about um, population demographics and racial breakdown of yeah. the country. So the first question, I mean, I think we need to get onto is, did he do anything wrong here? You know, because the, because the, the knee-jerk reaction was, "Oh, this guy! How dare he!" I don't think he did anything massively wrong. I think if you are interested in sports and you understand how sports administration and transformation works, you kind of know that this is a thing that has to happen. We can't continue to watch cricket games and say, "Are these the four best guys of color? Why? Where are all these other people of color?" And so I kind of like, if I had to put it in a percentage, I'm with him. 60 to 70 percent and i'm against him 30 to 40 percent i don't think i don't think banning makes the the sudden everybody go ah we're not we can't have a cricket or rugby world cup what yeah we better get these blacks indians and colors in hey i don't think it happens like that well the funny thing about that is that uh, this is why i wanted to play the whole clip because he actually suggests there's three kinds of ways for disciplinary action to take place and this wasn't even a slap on the wrist Mm. let's look at it cricket right you think you get a World Cup? Yeah, you got ask India, <laughs> yeah. Australia, and England. And yeah. They're going to tell you to get stuffed. Yeah. Uh, rugby World Cup, it goes back to England, and then whoever's got money after that. Yeah. It'll sooner go to Australia than it comes here. Yes. I mean, and what international athletes are we going to host? What international netball are we going to host? It yeah. means nothing. I mean, yeah, it's absolutely nothing. So, if anything, he hasn't actually punished anyone, mm. but this is another thing it comes into is that is it such a token gesture that it's almost offensive because you think of it like this. Right, okay, so these guys have failed. They've done badly, right? Yeah. But now you've threatened them with something which could then lead to greater window dressing, mm. which is not going to solve anything. So where you said you probably 70% behind him, I'm yeah. going on the other side and saying this is 70% wrong. Okay, firstly, speak out, do stuff. make mm. a, We want you to be doing your job. That's great. That's yeah. brilliant. When it says the sportsman did this and it involves sport, I'm so happy. Yeah. It doesn't involve Kevin Hart. It doesn't involve <laughs> snubbing net, um, Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> Brilliant. When, if there's a headline with Fakita's name on it and it's got something to do with sport, I'm all for it. Doesn't involve group to employment, nothing. Yeah. Great. I'm so happy. But when it comes to this, what is going to be learned from this? What's going to be based upon this that's going to change anything? Nothing really. You know, these federations, they, mm. they do their own thing, right? Because money comes involved, a lot of corruption involved. Fakita says we need this. They go, sure. Doesn't happen. Fakila then says this, and they go, sure, nothing happens. Okay, at least he's taken a stand here. Yeah. Okay, so that, there's my 30%. Yes. He's, he's done something. But the dangers of this now, I still don't believe he's touched on anything that's uh, tangible around transformation. Like, what is the mm. plan? Now, there's so many different things that have happened in this last sort of 10 days, even prior to this, which I want to touch on. And they're all offshoot into various things, right? Yeah. So let's just get into, before we get back into this whole transformation thing, and, and I do believe I've got a solution. I mean, everyone does. Yeah. So, you know, this is my show. Yeah, this I mean, of course, I, I want to hear your solution. <laughs> okay, let's first touch on the superior uh, cartoon. As you can see, he um, was given the job. Yeah. Now, we've already had the conversation. He's the right man for the job. Good congratulations. Good luck to him. Then Superior has a ca- uh, cartoon showing him 
uh, diving for two balls. One's yep. winning and one's, and one's transformation. transformation. The balls are going different directions. No chance you can catch both. Mm. The cartoon was straight away seen by many as being racist. Yeah. To think that transformation equals failure. Yes. Because that's how all these things are interpreted. Or you can interpret that he's been given two different agendas. Because the winning, the transformation, that kind of stuff. Look, I'm of the opinion that transformation is the greatest thing that could happen to this country. Yeah. Because I prefer it as seeing it as excellence, right? That superior cartoon, first of all, I did. When I saw it, I was like racist. And then superior came out. It's like, I don't know how people can interpret that. Bro, you've got two balls in the air. One says one thing and the other says the other thing. You kind of have to choose one. The thing is that what I don't understand with that cartoon is that like, who doesn't want their sports team to win? Oh, nobody. So, of course, that's one ball you want to catch. And at the same time, you want to do it in the correct way. And to be honest, I'm not a big rugby fan. But if I remember correctly, there were a lot more white people in the team that lost uh, when, they, when they played the Rugby World Cup now. Mm. So maybe they do need some transformation. Oh, yeah. Now, it's going to be quite difficult for us to keep on the, set, on the same sort of path here to get all these issues in here. Now, the Superior cartoon, I think interpretation now, it's, it's gone. Like, yeah. Personally, I think that um, what irked me the most about as the uh, in, in mm. induction into this job, basically, was the fact that it was all about Fakir Balut having a big talk. Yeah. And the fact that the CEO and the MD of Saru mm. hate each other. Yeah. And all of that, for me, obscured what's really going on. So when I saw that cartoon, I thought to myself, you know what, he's kind of got a point because transformation isn't about transformation. There's so much more deep undercurrents around there mm. that can detract a team from winning players of color or not or whatever it may yeah. be so that was my take on that but hey we all need to discuss these things because ultimately it can be seen as racist yes which was many people did feel that way he then had a second cartoon which i thought was complete shit it was fakil and Baluda <laughs> standing there with both balls and then it says we can achieve both with some creativity yeah but it kind of feels like was oh, that a uh, what I, was that it's it's like after someone has slapped your wrist and then you're like Oh well, I'm, okay, guys, I'll make it right, and then you're just like, it's a shit. Now it's a shit cartoon. Exactly. So then you look at that. Now the first cartoon, whatever it had going for it, yeah, was uh, is now it, just taken away, null and void. Um, Hanukkah Mayer, during his tenure, one of the things that said and is still ringing today is that he said he doesn't see color. So for him, it's not about not picking Sir Khaleesi. Yeah. It's about not picking Khaleesi as a black person. It's picking him as a Springbok. Yes. So that was also a murky area. Now, the reason I'm bringing that up is that you often see people saying, look, I don't care what the team looks like. They must just win. Yes, they will pick them on merit, eh? Got to pick them on merit. The thing is, there's danger in that as well, which we need to touch on as well. And then there's the other comment from Jacques Cullis saying how he's ashamed to be a South African on the back of this. Jacques Cullis is a national fuckboy after that tweet. What a fuckboy. Jeepers. Oh, did, fuck. Did, if, you, if you just saw the thread that came after that, people were saying, uh, cheap flights to Australia, piss <laughs> off. <laughs> no. I, I killed him. I fucking killed him. I literally zoomed in on his bio that said South African cricketer. And it's like, explain for us, please. Now, the thing about Shark, he is a, he's a sporting legend. There's no doubt about that. Just look at yes. stats. Yes, yeah, stats are good. I mean, let's. Greatest all round of all time. Let's try to keep the feeling out of this as well. But he might not be the sharpest. And most media savvy person, right? He's a very quiet and to his own kind of guy. He'll admit that. That's yeah. his thing. So he was speaking out his intention. And this is my interpretation again. See, yeah. Interpretation is a dangerous word here. Mm. Um, he was talking about political bullying, which yes. is next He said tweet. there should be no politics in sports. 
his next tweet revealed. The problem was in his next tweet, he said his foundation has helped like 40 black kids, oh. which again, you got to think, oh, the wording there, because yes. now it's like if someone calls you a racist or whatever, like, oh, I've got black friends, guys. And then, yeah, exactly. That's like, exactly it. Like, like I've got so many black friends. It's like some of my best friends' black, friends are yeah. black. You know? like, no, no. You see, where I disagree with his, with his tweet, because his tweet was, uh, I feel embarrassed to call myself South African sometimes, uh, no room for politics in sports. And I just think, where, what planet has this guy been on? Because yeah, there's naivety you, in there. Yes, because there's always been politics in sports. I mean, we weren't allowed to play cricket during apartheid because of apartheid. That is a direct consequence of politics in sports. So it's, yeah. he's never lived in a time where there was no politics in sports. So what exactly. is he talking about? So I'm just like, sometimes, and I don't want to take away from the great cricketer that he is, but maybe he's not a great intellectual. No, he will. That's why he's a great cricketer. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's like very good at batting and bowling and has a really, really good, has really good statistics. But maybe you should not be even, because when you get comments like that from people like that, people jump onto it. And then the next thing you find out, there's a hundred million trolls there going, Hey guys, yeah, Shark is right. There is no room for politics. Not a valid argument. But it also, it's just like showing because I mean, we're in a very, Tough place right now where, okay, and social media is 10% of life. Yeah. Also, you must realize this. Trust me, people You're care. You're giving it so much, 10%. People you care more about unemployment than they do about racism in this yeah. country. Okay? That's a fact. <laughs> yes, That's yes, a fact. Yes. People are hungry. They don't care yes. who's what. Okay. Yes, so, so let's keep that, that in context as well. But, um, if you look at people who jump on the bandwagon that going, you know what? This is what they say when they say white privilege comments like Jacques Callis yeah. tweet. And you kind of go, well, I can't defend that. Like, you're kind of right. I, I can see mm. where this is going, and you're entitled to interpret like that because it kind of does sound like that. Yes. Everyone starts with an agenda, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, so let's get back to the fact this whole thing, this is all happening the last week. A lot of conversation is stemming forth. But my biggest problem with Fakir Blue, what he's doing is he's doing what all politicians do, and it starts at the top where everyone focuses. Yeah. Now, transformation, it needs to be turned around. So if he's going on this whole thing that um, you might get funds taken away, because the thing is, this ban, it could be the first of many. In the clip earlier, we mm. said the different facets of it. This is like the, hi, guys, I'm kind of in your face ban. Yeah. It doesn't really affect anybody. Although if we lose the Cape Town 7s, there's a lot of buggers that are going to be upset about that. Chief, eh? <laughs> as you take yeah, the Cape Town 7s, sevens, eh? You, Yo, brother. Of, you don't sanction rugby championship. Wow, brother, Yo. we're going to be done, eh? I mean, like, done. sorry is going to be okay. <laughs> So if we're going to be saying, right, you guys need to shape this up in the next year, yeah. or you're screwed, or bans, okay? What can you do in a year? Nothing. 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 Basically nothing. You can you can manipulate and you can move around. Yeah. Square into circle kind of peg yeah. analogy. But then you know what you'll get? You'll get like these weird, like the weirdest things happen. Like, and you know, because people won't use... They won't go under the aegis of transformation. They'll just be like, yeah, guys, these are actually the best players. Then you'll find like a guy who's just a spin bowler like batting at number three because they need to fill up color numbers. Well, yeah, when Bear didn't become captain. Yes, there we go. That's a big problem. That's what you, you scared me when you sent me that WhatsApp. And I was like, oh, my gosh, he's so right about Behadin. He's 100% right about Behadin. Okay, so now if you're looking at a year, there's not a lot of good can happen here. So I think it's up to Fikile Mbaluda now because, again, like I said, I want to give us every chance in the world. Personally, I think he is a professional failure. Mm-hmm. So if you just look at all the things he's done, it doesn't help that he is the poster boy for transformation in sport in this country. This is mm-hmm. another problem that I, I can't help but feel. So if people want to interpret things as being racist or whatever, I, I think I'm entitled to interpret this guy as a bit of a maybe not the best person. Yeah, It's like Joseph Fritzl 
daddy daycare. Yeah. You know, you yeah. wouldn't kind of yeah. want him to be the guy. This guy, his comments about Bufano being losers, Dennis, that we did pay 10 million, no, we didn't pay 10 million, diasporas. You and- see where Flickile goes wrong for me, Flicks. Because you see, Flicks, back in the day, and a lot of cutters will tell you this, Flicks was a guy who, he likes parties. He likes things like that. Yeah. So, like, if you look at his Twitter, he's a very party guy. He's like, he loves... Chilling as uh, on a golf cart with looking at his phone or going chilling with Floyd Mayweather, but he brings that attitude into a political realm, and it doesn't work because you expect a totally different thing from a politician. See, that's what put him on the map, though. When you were saying they're going Murilla, yeah, Murilla before the World Cup, and everyone was thinking, "Hey, this guy might actually care." Bro, at the Cricket South Africa World Cup farewell last year, before they went to Australia and New Zealand, I was at the press conference mm-hmm. and I saw the guy did as a comedian. I saw a guy do the greatest seven-minute set I've ever seen. And they, like, murdered, like, gags every, like, you know what he's talking about? But now we've got Alan Donald on our team. So, you know, we're not going to have a repeat of the 99 World Cup. And he's not helping New Zealand, like, gags. People loving it. Then he went outside to the masses and did that same set and killed, like, on a huge level. So he's good at doing those things. Mm. But I don't think, like, where does he, where does he manage to wedge his real political opinion? And the gags that he just wants yeah. to do. And that's why, we, that's why we think he's a joke sometimes. But he, but he is, he's great in that. The thing is though, we are, we passed the stage of, um, identifying what the problem is. Okay. We know what it is. Yeah. And this is also a good time to say there isn't actually a transformation discussion. It needs mm-hmm. to happen. So when people go, Oh yeah, but there's got to be merit and transformation's cuck. And, and then they start throwing in things like BE and all this kind of stuff. Like I see these things. I, yeah. General perception out there is sometimes very warped. There is no discussion. Transformation is the future because I believe it should actually be seen as excellence. Just think, if you've got a 1,000 people um, who are making up a team, mm. now you've got 10,000 people, It's only you better. would want to tap in the 10,000 people, right? Yes. I mean, even if you get a 10% better team. Exactly. So there's no doubt about it. Transformation is the only way we can ever beat the All Blacks. Mm-hmm. It's the only way we can ever do anything. Transformation is actually our trump card in this country. Mm. It's our secret weapon. It's what other countries look at and go, shit. Just imagine we had resources like exactly. that. Exactly. Okay. So no, exactly. Did you see that Bob Skinstead tweet? We tweeted the a little comment from a guy in New Zealand who was just like, "Hey, my name's Errol, and like I just want to let you South Africans know that we don't like this transformation thing because we want the best team to face the All Blacks, so we can because I like my rugby, and I think we should play the strongest South African team." Then I was like, "What?" So what did, what did Bob reply? Nothing. Bob's like, "Good answer, Errol. Good on you." And I was oh, like, okay. he's like. Shut up, Bob. You're also another guy that should not speak about it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I think it's uh, like I've, I'm going to share some stuff on my blog this week about or just on Twitter. Really mm. great articles you should read. And um, one of them was in Daily Maverick. Yeah. And uh, it was literally transform the transformation mindset because that's the thing. We've got to look at transformation and go, guys, this is actually the future. It is the future. This is this is such a cool thing for us to do, but that's not what Fakir is doing. His transformation thing is right. We need to fix this. We need to get more black people in. You know, the whole long-term goal, there was a slide that mm. came up and it yeah. had this really odd thing. It looked like a bit of a penis. Yes. Because there was a yeah. bulge there and then it culminated yes. towards the top. And it was a phallic symbol. It was very phallic. But the thing is, you look bottom right, the end goal was um, to have, I think, 9% white in future. I don't think – here's – okay. When I think about it, I always think – When I, with regards to transformation, I go, it's always access. It comes down to do I have – the access to play the sport. So when I look at something like soccer, I go, the ac- the accessibility of playing soccer is so easy because it requires one ball. Mm-hmm. That's it. If you look at 
and I'm, I don't have any evidence to back this theory up. It could be a bullshit theory or it could just legit be an observation. So I go, how come there aren't as many South African black batsmen who are lifting up their bat to celebrate a 50 or 100? Yeah. Because, because fundamentally, it's tough to have cricket equipment. It's a, it's an expensive thing. Pads, bat, thigh pad, box, gloves, you know, helmets. helmets. But if you're a bowler, the only thing you need is a ball. Mm. So it becomes the accessibility of that. So you look at, are we even providing enough access to transform? And that's, for me, that's a grassroots level thing. That's where you have to start, not even at schools. You have to, like, you literally have to bring people in. Yeah, sure. We'll, we'll elaborate on that in a second. But um, just this whole thing of, like, I'm, I'm very tired of having the same arguments, right? Mostly because I've got, uh, I don't know, ADHD when it comes to boring things like this, whatever it is. <laughs> but we, getting back to the thing about, we know the problem is that sports aren't transforming. We got that, okay? It's a plan B. I'm oh, sorry, step two. What is it going forward? Now, when I look at where this chart says, long-term plan, 9% white, I think it was like 3% Indians, and then it's like 9% uh, generic black, and then the rest yeah, has got to be Afri- – and they got murky for me there. And that's when I started thinking, you know what, Fikila, this isn't good. And mm. now you have actually screwed this up mm. um, for you making actions. But so we want to make sports available for all people, right? Mm. We're taking away the discrimination thing, which has killed this country. Yeah. And we all know this. Again, these are things yeah. that we all know. So if you're telling me, Fikila, and this um, imminent persons group report. Yeah. Very interesting name, by the way. That's e- EPG. Anyway, so if this means that, okay, cool, we're going to transform and we're going to keep transforming to the point where we only want, we only, only want 9% white. That to me isn't a solution. That just sounds like discrimination again. It, it is. It's, um, listen, I want to go as far because you know, a lot of people would say, oh, it's reverse racism. Well, I don't really think so. I just think mm-hmm. that his numbers and his percentages are, they're unbalanced. There's, there's no possibility that you're going to have a team of, I, I'm a big cricket fan, so I always bring down everything to cricket, of 9% of white people in the near future. A player, basically. Yes. Look at that. It's where, where would it, where would it happen? How would it happen? But I don't now, see it happening. But, but this is just it, right? So what he's saying is, again, this is, got to draw, you've got to listen to the entire clip at the beginning unless yes. you go draw into this. He's saying that the demographics of this country are, is this. Yes. Where was the time where that was voted upon that that was going to be the be-all and end-all how we judge sport? It can't be. Because, again, and, and every sport's different as well. So how did that become and also, would standard? It, would it not be – why is he choosing the 11 people that are playing cricket? Why is it not the whole of the cricket fraternity? Because, I mean, you could have – let's say there's a 1,000 people that play cricket domestically mm-hmm. and 80% of them – uh, and and they fit his they fit his demographics, yeah. but the top eleven get to play. I mean, it's that, for me. It's just like why why is it just the national team specifically? Let's go all. Let's use the whole community to find out these demographics. That's why my dream is to have eleven Indians. No, but you're not allowed Africa. to because it's going to yeah. be three yeah, percent Indian. Indians. So even if there's even so if, Hashim Amla's right hand. Exactly. Next to, oh yeah, strapped onto Bayadin's <laughs> shoulder. Yes. But, but just, there we go. This is how comical this whole thing is. That just, just, let's just say, Ashram Amla, okay, ha, um, has more kids. Yeah. I mean, let's just say, like that Robert Dupree guy in rugby, he's got like mm. three sons playing super rugby. I mean, what the hell's up with that? Yeah. So let's just say, 
Hash Mamla, because it's so comical, let's, let's, yeah. not, let's not stop. Let's say Hash has five sons. Yes. And they're all cricketers. Indian people. Yeah. Okay. That's how they class into this whole thing. Yeah. And they're the best. That's the top five. Opening yeah. bats, not a five. That's it in all yes. formats. But according to this, we can't have that because we're going to be 3% Indian because the country is only 3% Indian. So, Mr. Amla, even though you've dedicated your entire life to bringing yes. up your kids to be absolutely brilliant and, and, and provide for the country like you did, I'm sorry, but they can't play. I don't see it happening. I, I legit don't see it happening. I do agree that we need transformation. I do agree that we need accessibility into sports, but I don't see the numbers turning out that Output. I don't. Yeah. I don't. It doesn't. It's not feasible in my mind. So we're in agreement with that. It's not feasible. What I'm kind of going towards, which would make a lot of sense, right? If you are serious about transformation and you create a transformation system that works mm. by sheer numbers, okay? Now this is where you've got to understand what maths is. I'm not saying he doesn't. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm going with that, you. That would be yeah. risque if I said yes. that. Now on just sheer numbers, right? So we're going back to 88% of the country being black. Mm-hmm. On sheer numbers, if your transformation is good enough and you're doing all the things in the right steps and you're nurturing people from step to step, it's one thing saying there's 10,000 kids that are playing cricket who are 10 years old. Okay, cool. Where are they at 12? Oh, I don't know. They were playing at 10. I yeah. thought that was enough. Yeah. No, like when they get to 16 and they discover chicks and booze, yes. are they still playing? Oh, I don't know. They were 12. The, the, the voices were high-pitched, but they were in. So yeah. No, no, no. Okay. What happens when they're 18? And now they got to think, well, shit, you know, do I get a job as a barman or do I keep going back to this academy? Mm. Where are they then? Every single one of these steps here is integral to making it to the top there because it's not no accident. You don't yeah. just think like, okay, well, I saw four guys at Craven Week and they were black and they were fly-offs. Mm. Why is it that the white, there's a white guy for the Bulls at the moment? Yes. It's not like it. But if your system is good enough and you've got such a great feeder system, which we've got, and such great numbers that we've got, then surely you've got to have some faith in the system. And that's where you then start judging. But do we even have a good system? Of course we don't. But this this is my whole point is that this transformation by saying, right, federations, you've done this, therefore you get fined for this. It's almost like you're just showing that you're either ignorant Mm -hmm. or you don't actually care whatsoever. Yeah. And and this is the big worry for me when he makes these big outlandish statements. So I think what he did was wrong in that respect. And these federations, they they need to be punished. But what's the next step? Because these guys, these are these are – Crafty guys, right? Mm. Look at all these federations that come with these big sponsors. You know how they have have crooked and hooked to get these sponsorships for mm. these multi-million rand things. Do you not think these guys will do the same hooking and crooking 100%. to get certain people 100%. so that they can then bid for events? One hundred percent. But I just think the only way that you change it is by changing the system that I don't. I don't think we even have in place at this moment in time. I don't think we have a proper transformation system in place. I don't think. Anyone, if any federation comes out and says, well, this is our policy, I don't think they're implementing the policy properly. I don't think they're going to the they, – they're not practically going to, to try and force a policy that they have about transformation. Well, there isn't. So with this current system in place, right? Now, we've got to go back to the kids talking about grassroots because it's the yeah. only way this conversation it's can ever start way. and yeah. finish. So you're a 10-year-old white kid right now. Yeah. Uh, you've got a ball in your hand. You're, yeah. you're pretty decent. You can definitely – Beach, yeah. You can beat the batsman for pace at the age of 10. Yes. You've got talent, huh? Um, Swinging the ball in. Just so happens you're at a good school already. There's lots, mm-hmm. of, lots of great cricket schools in this country. Yeah. And uh, you're going to go through the ranks because your dad's going to support you. He he also likes cricket. Yeah. Uh, became an alcoholic at 19, though. Yeah. You know, like you do. Great. Right? And, and he great didn't story. go. So he'll obviously push that child. Okay. Yes. So this kid's future is looking pretty good. Mm. But the thing is, he knows he's never going to play for his country, ever. No matter what he does. 
on the basis of this long-term plan, he's not going to do it. So what's going to happen to him? He's not going to be too motivated, is he? But he's going to be as complacent as all hell yeah. about the black kids that he sees because yeah. he knows they've got a future. Mm. So hugely unfair for this kid. I would say even more unfair for the black kids as well mm. because now you've taken problems of the past and you're projecting it on the future generations. Yeah. Because anyway, you go to schools nowadays. Like I know I've got nieces and nephews. You go to school nowadays – they seem pretty cool, huh? They seem pretty mixed. It yeah. seems quite natural. I tell you what, given that system, the future going to be better because that's what it always has to be is better. You are now basically saying you imp- implement these things around the idea of transformation. You're then going to be corrupting the next generation on the same way, the same wrongs because that's what it comes down to. So when they say transformation, it's very possible that it could just be another way of describing dis- discrimination. You, s- you see where I look at you, I look at your example and I say – where it comes from a different perspective. You have to look at it like this as well. That that white kid that's gonna not bowl for South Africa, the fact is that he has, he still has an opportunity. The only reason why he has that opportunity is because of previous grievances in the past. I mean, he has access to go to a very good cricket school. As whereas, I'm, I'm totally willing to concede those generalization. Let's okay. just, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, no. It goes back to the Jacques Callas argument. Yeah, but I'm just saying yeah. like, yeah, so we just need to, for me, it's so it's so much more about access than it is just about transformation. It's, it's, it's I, I cannot harp on that point like anymore. It's, I'm emphasizing it. It's like the fact that he has the opportunity to go to a good cricket school. Man, I would have loved to have gone to a great cricket school. I would have. I went to a school that was really just good at one thing and was not crickets. <laughs> I was very good at rugby. And I was like, I'm not a rugby guy. Mm-hmm. It was like, I would love... You know, you know what I saw the other, okay, so my girlfriend's brother, right, he's good at golf, flipping good at golf, and he didn't get selected for the first team, and his dad went and complained to the school, and the school like, you know what, you are right, yeah, the coach made a bit of a boo-boo, yeah, it's, it's, uh, he should he should be in the first team, and I was just like, I would have loved my dad. My dad didn't even know about that. The fact that I was in a cricket team was good enough for my dad. He didn't know about where this cricket thing could go, and that's because of access. It's all because of access. Get if that black child could get to the same school as that white kid, and they're both talented, then yeah, maybe that's a good thing for transformation. That is, I'm I'm all for that. But do you not think that if these things are set hard and fast in stone? that kids are now going to see things differently because they all want to play, right? Yeah. It's just great. I mean, how I don't think that's quite the issue. It's more like if this is going to be in place, what is it telling kids of the future? Rather than yeah. saying... No, you're well, right. You're right over we, there. We, we, we actually, what we're going to do is, um, and that's why I think transformation is, might become a dangerous word. Yeah. It's like quotas. It was the most derogatory yeah. term ever. I mean, just imagine you got to the stage and someone calls you a quota. Yeah, I think also as a person of color, if you're going to, oh, you're going to be like, well... Am I only being selected because of the color? Is it not because I'm just really good at this thing? Yeah. You know, you just think like there's so many guys who have been dogged by that, sta- that statement. I yeah. Mean, still to this day, there are bigots out there that think um, Philander's a quota player. And I, I, I could never get over that. But there are still people to this day who still believe that. I think in the last two seasons, he's definitely been well, a quota player. He's been injured. <laughs> he's been injured. So what I was thinking about, Sammy, is that we look at it like this, right? Now – People will keep harping on how much money that Fikulet pisses mm. away on these Rasmataz Sports yes. Awards. And, uh, and, they're, and they're right to harp on that. And the thing is, they are because two years, over 100 million rand, right? Mm-hmm. That's a lot of money. That is a lot of money. You know that someone like Saru has a surplus of 33 million rand operating profits? 33 Jeez, million rand. 33 okay? million. 
Now, that is an organization which is there for rugby. It's not there to make people rich. Mm. It's like FIFA. Like, why? Yeah. So, there's money in the system, right? Now, there is money that needs to go into different places. What if Fakila was to then say, right, okay, we've made the first thing. We're making you all aware. This is no laughing matter anymore, which is yeah. the first thing I'll applaud him on because people are saying, say what you want about Fakila. He's got this on the map now, mm. which I totally behind. So if he says, you know what we're going to do? We're going to, we're going to create an excellence academy, an excellence system around the country. Mm-hmm. And he's going to work with federations. He'll probably need to employ some more people, mm-hmm. which is fine. Again, I don't mind if resources are going there as long as these guys don't have blue light brigades. Yes. Fine. So he's going to have to employ a few more people. If he has a transformation committee, go ahead. Have it. Brilliant. If that money can get channeled in the right direction, right? And now we've got a database of trans, of excellence. Because, mm. like we said, if you give the example of hypothetical, if you can get 10 times as many people playing a sport, even if you've got a 10% chance of being better, yeah. take it all day. So how about having a transformation excellence database where you look at kids and they stay in the system? Now, this might sound a bit crude, but you know like in the wild, endangered species, right? They get tagged, okay. they get monitored, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Why can't we show interest in kids? Because this is a motivation thing as well, right? Now, we all know that as you grow up in school, there was always those kids who were pretty good. Mm-hmm. What are they doing now? They're changing tires somewhere. Yeah. That's working not, that's, at my favorite bar. That's not even a race thing. That's across yeah. the board, everyone. Mm-hmm. There was lack of motivation, lack of direction, mm-hmm. uh, lack of stimulus towards what to do. If you can create academies that are going to stimulate this kind of stuff, right? And yesterday I read an article about such an academy. If we can get money channeled into that, mm-hmm. now we're saying, right, transformation. Yeah, we've got kids. Look at our under 10s. They're going to 12s. They're going to 15s. You leave the top, top part of this. And, and the, the counter o- argument always is, yeah, but if, um, Black kids can't see black kids in the Springboks. They won't want to play for the Springboks. Yeah. No. I mean, look, there's, there's truth in it, but that can't be your argument. Yeah, no, that you, can't, you can't. You can't pin everything on that. No, but I, if we're going to say these kids are younger and they're growing up in a multicultural, diverse society, are they even still going, yo, there's not enough blacks in the Springboks? I've never actually heard a I've kid. I've never heard a kid say that. A kid say that ever. He's just like, I just don't like rugby. Yeah. <laughs> but I've never heard the kids so specific going, yeah, dad, I don't like the box. Why? Um, I'll counter. There's not many blacks here. No well, kid see, has ever said that. I mean, I, I don't really care too much for politics because I always believe it's full of people who didn't get real jobs. In yeah. Life. But the ANC had, does play a lot on the race card. Yes. Because it definitely helps sell a story. Yeah. It definitely helps sell an agenda. Okay, and that's just my own personal I think opinion. that school of excellence that you're talking about sounds like a great idea, but is it feasible? Is it a, like, has it been done before? I don't know. I've, well, it's basically just make, making a giant academy. That's all you're doing. But the thing is, you're showing an interest. And just imagine, Coaches, right? Now, everyone hops on about players. Mm. Peter de Villa is going to Namibia. Now, whether you love him or not, the guy was the Springbok coach, right? Yeah. He had the biggest job in SA rugby. Mm. That's four years of experience that Johan Ackerman doesn't have, Alistair Kutsia doesn't have. Mm-hmm. Um, you name it. There's some good coaches without that. He learned stuff there, right? Whether it was po- politics, whatever it was, the guy has a pedigree. Yeah. You can't just throw that away. The guy can't get a job anywhere. He's gone to Namibia. Yeah, you, you know the you, thing you, is sometimes you know, you know he's getting paid there. What? Fuck all. I, really? I, guess. I, I mean, I, I, maybe he's not. Maybe he's getting paid a very good salary. I hardly doubt it. But talent lost. Okay. And other. I mean, I tweeted that this morning. Yeah. I was given three or four other names that came out of coaches that just can't find a job, and these aren't white guys. Yeah. These are coaches that should be in the transformation setup, okay? Who yeah. understand players, who understand transformation, who understand. But maybe they also aren't in it. You know, you know, they set up that commission for the pro to find out why the pro tiers do, do so badly at World Cups. 
And when uh, fun commission, <laughs> fun commission, and it's got like Franz Opina in it, and you know everybody was uh, like, yeah, yeah. like why is Franz Opina and Adam Bacher there? I mean, and then most the answer that I got from Altaf Kazi, who's the head of Cricket South Africa, is like because a lot of guys turn it down, they approach a lot of people and they just turn it down. Maybe Peter De Villiers has just turned down things that he didn't want to do. Maybe he doesn't want to help. With, even though he has all the experience and talent. Well, look, he is definitely a man who's got some things to say. I've got a little clip here just to kind of we'll play bring, it. Just bring him into conversation here. One thing that's outstanding, and it's, 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 nobody can, can argue it, is the fact that um, we prepare our players, but are we really ready? Um, do we make the playing fields level? Do we give them the opportunities? Do we really go into the deepest part of their soul just to make them aware of the fact they can make a difference in our country. So if you've got a guy who wants to say things like that, I think there's a guy who wants to be in it. I don't know. He, he seems to me that he... It does, it does sound like that. He's got something to give, right? It does sound like that. So if we have to have this academy of excellence spread across the country, a guy like Peter de Villiers, mm. he's going to take the 12 to 15-year-olds and head that department, right? And then all the kids in that department in rugby. You create these little silos. And before you know it, you haven't just got two or three players of color. You've got like potentially a squad that you can go on. And suddenly it's like, it's not even about color anymore. It's like, well, have you seen how great this team is? All the the people who originally said, I don't care what color the the thing is, they'll actually mean it. Because Mm -hmm. when people say, I don't care what the color of the team is, they're just kind of tired of talking about the topic. Yeah. But how cool to actually mean it to get to a point in South Africa where you go, geez, the squad's coming up now. Have you seen this guy? Yeah. Have you seen this guy? Have you seen this guy? And the thing is, it's because of excellence. It's because of merit. Peter Vitt is talking there about being on the same playing field and preparing them properly. All these little silos will work into a big team. And if it is so, so be that you'll still have, I don't know, six white guys in the spring box. So what? If you've got, you can never have this 80%, 9%, this kind of thing. I don't think that 80%, 9% is going to happen. I just That's like. It's not real life. It's, it isn't. Well, it's, if it's the correct percentage of the country, I don't, it's not in my small little group that I'm hanging out with. Look, I know it sounds weird, but just like the, I don't see it. The only place where those um, racial demographics work is in cast lager adverts. Yeah. When the oak is in a group of friends, you've got an Indian yes. guy, you've got a colored yeah. guy. And it's like they're all there. It's like, oh, and there's and all then, our other black friends as yeah, well. And there's our other black friends who and all the seem one to white laugh guy. and uh, all our jokes, even though it's yeah. not really a joke. And then there's a one white guy who's of a clumsy... Yeah. I mean, we've got to save that for marketing for a product, okay? Yes. It all comes together and stuff. It doesn't come together. Life happens and yeah. it happens in various silos. So there's got to be faith. And I think as an ultimate plan here is that the next step is having faith in the system. So people say, well, there's no system. Great. Make it. Make it. Yeah. Make the, I, I was actually about to interject and say maybe we just don't have a good enough system. Because by saying you need to have 88% this, it means you've got no faith in the system. Exactly. Because all you're doing is you're putting in steps to make sure that something happens. It's like, um, I mean, like you can, certain analogies come to mind. It's just saying, you know what? We need to make this population here very rich. So mm-hmm. what we can do is we can give them all money. Mm-hmm. What happens in a month's time? That you've not taught them how to be wealthy. You've not taught them how to be strong or clever yeah. with things. You haven't really given anything back. You've now got... A short-term solution, but longer-term problems. So that's as simple as that. Build something that you can have faith in. Build something you can have a lot of pride in. And I don't think there's a lot more that we can say on this topic right now other than just kind of pinch it off like that. You know, Ben, that is a good plan that you have. And I, 
I literally feel that they should take plans like that and execute them because it's a good idea. It's something that works. Clearly, our system is not working at this moment. I do want to finish off by saying, and like I said, there's a lot of literature out there. Yeah. There's a lot of people who are getting their voices heard yeah. uh, through various ways because that's what the internet does. Yeah. Just type it in. Sorry, we're in the secondary studio here, and things are out of kilter. Like, there's a mic here. I've got to reach my laptop. You, I, you know, the thing is, this is a, a lovely studio, Ben, and I will buffer until you get to the correct thing you want. Oh, you doing, doing Not, a good job. Oh, thanks, man. It's been such a lovely interview I'm having with you. Okay, there we go. Last year, I was fortunate enough to be a judge in the Sports Industry Awards. Right mm-hmm. now, there's various categories and there's various things. And for me, the judging process was fascinating because I got to learn what South African sport is, yeah, what the brands do, what the uh, federations are involved in, all that kind of stuff. Some good, some bad. Mm-hmm. But one of the things was development program of the year. Now there was um, Connect Community Rugby. Right now, Connect Sport. What they do is it started off very small. Um, Basically, they're looking to get kids in college to play rugby. Mm-hmm. It's grown a little bit now. Next week, I'm actually going down to Cape Town to go meet the guys. Okay. I'm pretty compelled by this whole thing. And mm-hmm. I don't want to just be the guy who's going, ah, oh, fakilas are doers. Yeah. This guy, this. I want to actually find out about this. And I want to keep talking about this. Yeah. I think we all should. Anyway, they won Best Development Program of the Year, right? And with mm-hmm. that, they got a cash sum. And they can go into the next level. Yeah. The problem is, though, these guys aren't affiliated to SARU in any way whatsoever. Uh, they're not really given any government subsidy whatsoever, nothing. The only funding they get is that they try to appeal to overseas companies to help them out. Private sector's not helping them. No one's helping them. But now you've got kids who normally could grow up in college doing who knows what. Yeah. They're now they're practicing um, established rugby schools, bishops, Ron Bosch. They let them use the fields. They're getting coaching clinics. I'm not talking about token clinics yeah. where you get Chester Williams rocking up, signing some autographs and teaching the kids how to pass left mm. and right. Every week they're going back, okay? And it's not just about rugby. They're teaching about nutrition. Like, what's the point of trying to develop a rugby player if he's eating one meal a day? Yeah. So they're teaching the whole spectrum, right? Now, going forward, I'm going to have more of these podcasts where I just talk about transformation. I think it's a good topic because we need to really work this thing. But you see, that example that you've given now is such a perfect example of access. Like, those kids now have – they know what rugby is. And, like, you find a kid who's really good at rugby who would have never have been good at rugby because he didn't even know what it was mm-hmm. because he didn't have access to it. And then you get something like that and then you see that program will develop something good in the future. Exactly. So if you just look at it, they've got seniors and juniors. So now mm-hmm. the senior guys, they've got a Hamilton rugby club mm-hmm. in Greenpoint there and they're playing for senior teams. These guys are playing in sevens tournaments where teams are coming up and they're beating schools like Sachs, uh, Weinberg. There we go. We've always had players, always had fields, always had resources. Yeah. Suddenly you got guys who are not just interacting and playing. They're competing and they're winning. Yeah. And it didn't take a lot. Huh? There's a couple of really passionate people who are doing this. And this isn't a plug to them. I'm not being paid yeah. by them. But people are saying, how is this going to change? You know, and they're all going, oh, it's too difficult. Let's just do this. It can happen. It, it can is happen. happening. Yeah. It needs to be supported. Wow, that is so impressive. So Connect Sports, they really just, they understand this whole thing. And uh, if we really want to be involved in transformation, they've even got a thing there where you can donate and you can basically sponsor a player for a year. It's going to cost you, you know, go to, I, I will tweet this and yeah. you've got to get onto it. So you can actually fund a player for the entire year. If you want to put some money behind a player, you can fund them. And again, it's like transport. You got kids have got to get there. They've got to have uh, resources. They've got to be able to play in jerseys, that kind of stuff. They need nutrition, right? Mm. They need education. They but this is something coaches. government should totally get behind. 
exactly. and start doing more. Because people are doing it. All you do is just plug in funds. Yes. You, just you only say, have to plug in funds. We've got a minute. Here we go. Yeah, here we plug go. Enjoy yourself. And uh, so I'm going to go and meet some of these guys. Oh, uh, that's so cool. I'm going to go hang out with them and see exactly how this thing is working. And you know, if you just go onto their Facebook account, Connect Sports Academy, go onto their website, just see what's happening here. There's some amazing pictures of kids that are just playing. And you can see that in the time of their Please lives. tweet the link so I can also tweet about it. Shall do something. It's, it's something that when you look at all the negativity around this and then you look at this and you go. It's the glimmer of hope. Maybe it's not such an impossible dream after all. Yeah. Wow. Sony, thanks so much for being my guest today. Thank you, Ben. And uh, I'd like to have more conversations around this. If you've got a guest that you would like me to interview, uh, I'm happy to talk about anything, really. So if you've got a guest, just mail me, ben at thebalance.co.za. And uh, I will happily take it up with people. I would like to talk to someone in politics at some stage. I know they've got very busy schedules of things and stuff, but I will try. Uh, if you are listening and you want to engage me on this topic as well, or you think that I've missed the point on a few things here or there, feel free. I'm always open to discussion. Uh, tweet me at follow the bounce. And Simi, you can be found on? At Simi RF on Twitter. Very, very good. Thanks for joining me. And uh, transformation is the way forward. If we can access all the talent in South Africa, New Zealand will be cucking themselves along with all the other teams. <laughs> that is my finishing thought to all of this. Catch you next week. This is CliffCentral.com.